Girlfriend. Hi. Hello. Let me shut the door because uh, as Ray is one to do, he always turns on music when I'm going to make a podcast. <laughs> Good time. So it's, it's Roxy I, music. I can't even hear it, but that sounds cool. Sounds like a good I know. background. That, that is actually one of my favorite things about him is he has good taste in music, with the exception of too much Grateful Dead. The, <laughs> the great, <laughs> because it all sounds like one song. You're like, okay. We well, yeah, it. it's one long journey, dude. I guess. You know, and I feel like I'm pretty open-minded about music. So, you know, I, I, wa- I want to embrace have it. Some, you just have ears. That's all. I don't know. <laughs> just, you can't help it. It's true. Know? And for uh, for my like mediocre feelings about the Grateful Dead, I mean, I I have dated deadheads like you know a lot of them. Like my first boyfriend, <laughs> my first sweet skitty boyfriend, Bill Von B, was oh. a hardcore head, and we would he would like quiz me. Like we'd be like in his bedroom, or oh my and he'd God. be like, "What song is this?" Like when it would be like going into something, and I'd be like, "Is it?" Is it the women are smarter? And he'd be like, ooh, so close. It's, you know. <laughs> um, wow. So welcome to the podcast. Um, and yeah, if you're new to the podcast, anyone listening, I am Heidi Becker. This is the talk of the, blah, 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 the talk of the town, the most important podcast in the world. And I'm speaking to one of my, like, number one um, contributors Mara Zepsich. Welcome, Mara. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, thank you for, uh, you know, for having me. Well, I love, uh, well, I love you. And we've always been like, you know, even though like with so many friendships, like you're, you're tight and then like life goes, goes places and you don't yes. talk for a long time. And then yes. a person comes back in your life. Yeah. Um, I love so much that you have memories, some memories I don't even remember from high school, which is unusual because I actually have a really good memory you know yeah yeah. um so mara tell everybody how we met how well we met in art class i remember that was it north campus or south it was north i'm pretty sure yeah so i I never i never went to south campus but i did i don't know I i can remember because um i feel like i also had a class in the summertime with do you remember our my friend cappy yes okay so i think I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure it was North Camp because I came back to Chicago when I was 16. So I definitely never went to South Campus because I did my first two years in El Paso. Well, all, high school. all of my memories of, of like high school are basically in North Campus. There's like a couple yeah. from South, but then definitely yeah. like when I would say like when, when my identity was becoming solidified right. was like North Campus and I had such a great and diverse group of friends yeah. And that was awesome. And all of us, I, I, I'm smiling just thinking about being in the art room with, <laughs> we, we were like AP advanced or whatever, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was you and me and Bill Saran. Yes. Jonas. Yes. Bill. Who else? There was a weird girl. There was, there's, <clears throat> there's this very funny photo of like um, our art class. And everybody's looking like the photographer, whoever took the photo was taking it, took it from above. So everybody's like looking up, like, like, I don't know, like they're supposed to be ex- like, like adoring. But then there's like me and then this weird girl, like scowling in the corner. And I was like, yep. Who, like, I wonder who it was. Katrina. It was Katrina. Her name was Katrina. Okay. 
Seth Meyer, and she was a really strange <laughs> chick. So I remember, like, I, I don't know. I was kind of like, uh, anyway, talented artist, as I recall, but also I think possibly, I don't know. Anyway. Um, I will have to look her up in the yearbook. And so Jonas just recently friended me on Facebook, and I think it was I think it was him who told me that Sue Gervais passed away. She did. Yes. So she was probably, and I looked up the obituary. She was in her seventies, and her mm-hmm. husband had died before. Um, mm. But I was surprised. You're like, oh, you know, and I don't. I, I think I probably would have gone like to her services and stuff had I known because she mm. was definitely like the only art teacher of like serious memory to me you're like okay she she actually participated in the forming of my life choices which was to become an art teacher you know well let's talk about that because we have very polarized experience with her you didn't like her Heidi I mean she she's the reason why I dropped out of all my art classes oh my god and see and and because she told everybody that my dad was in the hospital and she told everybody that I was in the hospital when I was 16. I do remember her being a little bit of a gossip now that you say that yeah but that's also like crossing like you don't tell people that you know this that students or their parents are in the psych ward I mean that's just like going beyond oh that is so shit so shitty you know so I I actually, like, I know you have, like, amazing memories of her, but I actually have the total opposite memory of her. Like, she ruined my life. Like, but in a way, it's funny that you say that, like, she had such a strong influence on your choices because, in a way, it also had a strong influence on my choices because it showed me, because I dropped out of everything and I, um, basically, as kind of a rebellion against, you know, uh, like, her poor ethics um i i that did not stop me from you know going to their institute uh you know moving to new york like just making art like none of those things stopped me from doing that even though that experience was not great um and uh you know because we were it was it was really like my anyway i just think it's interesting that uh it's so these that's why I say these things in these 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 high school experiences are they are times when you really are solidifying your identity you know you're really emerging as you know yourself um it's so interesting to talk about it from this perspective now because I do feel also like mid midlife is a second adolescence in a way it's like a renegotiation of your identity oh I like that well and let me just like back up a little bit yeah. with, with Mr. yeah yeah okay yeah. I had no exceptional teachers except for Mr. Allen, the math teacher in high school. So really <laughs> to say that like she was good was to say that like she maybe knew my name, you know, and then she made me, <laughs> she made me the art student of the quarter one time, which was, which was right. cool. And then right. she, she did make me, make me promises that she didn't keep, which I did think about later. Like, you know, I, I was really searching like my parents, we're so preoccupied with my brother. I mean, as, as mm. you, as you knew, I mean, yeah. I, 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 of course I seem fine, but I was like, you know, partying a lot and, you yeah. know, having, having older boyfriends and stuff like where, I mean, had, had any adult taken any interest in me beyond mm. surface and been like, are you all right? I mean, I would have been like, no, <laughs> like right, I'm doing right. all these things. Um, 
Right. And also, you know, Miss, you say that Miss Bogigian, you know, f- helped f- make you be a fashion designer. And like, to me, like she was the fucking worst. She, a lot of people couldn't stand her actually. And I don't even remember, I think it was because it was, it's, it's just like, it's so interesting that, you know, everybody just has different experiences. I don't think that I was. I don't know why, because I knew that everybody like didn't like her and stuff, and like I think I might have even gotten a C in her class. I did I, too. Still, but still, I was like, you know, but she was always somewhat kind to me for whatever reason, like, or at least she wasn't like telling people my private business, you know, like. So I guess in, in my book, I was like, she's all right, you know. But <laughs> I liked yeah. I liked Sue Gervais because she would like rip on jocks. And that was the first time I I had seen a teacher kind of like stand up for an underdog sort of. And you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm into this. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I think that maybe we should do a couple of segments if you have time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Wolfgang was on the radio the other day and he was listening to like Fugazi and (laughs) some other music that uh-huh. I, I associated naked ray gun yeah i don't remember now that I circle jerks with, but Any i associated with like you and uh maria dallas and crystal fritz yeah and yeah. then wolfie's little buddy ian they do the show together and ian is named after the guy from fugazi oh no way yes that's amazing so obviously ian McKay, cool, yes. cool parents yeah. And uh-huh. I've met them and they're, they're not just like, cool, you know, like that can be, yeah, like, that yeah. can go either way. Like they're like good parents too. <laughs> right. Um, or so they seem. And <laughs> so then they did a thing on like emo versus goth. And oh my God. That's so funny. And so then I was, th- I wish I had recorded it. And if Wolfie was here, he's not, I, maybe I'll add him later. T- and whatever he said was, seemed pretty right on, but why don't you, talk you want to give me my let's talk i get my gen x uh version of what it is yeah uh i mean it's it's something that um state has stayed with me my entire life and people have written books about it and you know music has you know evolved or changed and shifted and new generations etc etc but it's like you know at the heart of it it's a subculture like anything else and subcultures are something that i think are have collapsed since the invention of the internet and everything is available but in our time if you were different and i'm actually watching this just as a side note we'll talk about it later but i'm watching this show called cobra kai which is amazing all about like nerds and jocks and whatever 80s stuff yeah in our time in our time if you were different if you were not mainstream i don't think that's it's different now but it's harder to be other it's harder to stand out and it's harder to be unusual um and to be interested in different things and i think in our in, subcultures emerge out of, of finding a community with another set like-minded you know set of values right that other people have so it's just the same thing as like you know jocks were like mainstream culture you know sports america uh fucking i don't know cheerleaders all that stuff yeah is like it's mainstream interest. It's like TV and like it just all this bullshit that it's nothing to do with like, you know, um, thinking or art or um, right. music or culture. So I think in particular, the goth thing, when we were growing up, really it was about punk first. Punk was more like this rejection and rebellion of like, you know, the, the standard quo, the, the, the status quo. 
um, is much more aggressive way of um, confronting, you know, the kind of, I don't know, capitalist ideals and uh, depression uh, that we experienced coming out of the 80s into the 90s. Um, this kind of no man's land of like no future and, you know, nothing really waiting for us. Uh, and I think the goth thing was the softer side of punk. It's the more introverted side of it. Whereas, you know, punk is more like getting it out and, you know, fighting or whatever. I mean, and there was a kind of a crossover, but goth is more like, you know, reflective and um, sort of, yeah, like introspective and also finding something for me, it was always about finding something beautiful in darkness yeah and when you it's a way to transform it and it's a way to 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 take your experience or whatever and to find something beautiful and things that are really difficult like death and whatever now there's a romanticization of that which i think is unhealthy but i do think that there's a kind of uh there's a kind of like um comfort in knowing that like we're only here for a short amount of time. Let's make the best of everything. There's a, there's a kind of idealism and, and you know, traditionally with romance, it, it's more to do with romanticism, I think, like German romanticism and um, other even, you know, literary and artistic uh, circles, even, you know, from the, from the Middle Ages through the 19th century until, you know, the 80s. It's kind of the similar ideals that, you know, you can find something in this kind of fantasy world um, that's maybe a little bit, you know, that's more moody, atmospheric, mysterious, unknown, all those kinds of things were always really attractive to me. And the music and the, the imagery associated with it, I just found it really just um, fascinating and compelling. And I, I it felt, you know, uh, I could identify with that feeling of like, um, just finding, trying to make something beautiful in, in things that are difficult. That was, that was really good. <laughs> I, I mean, that feels like, I mean, so, so. I haven't thought about it at all, actually. No. Oh, I mean, like, like you, that could have been like a, like a sociology, uh, you know, the introduction to your doctoral paper. Um, right. I, so, you know, we talked before, so these are some things that I had th- time to think about. And, yeah. you know, we talk about skids a lot and what you're, what, the way you're talking about kind of like the subculture is also what w- is similar to skids. And I, yeah. I have always regarded skiddiness in kind of a romantic way too, because yeah. those people, I, I like growing your hair out and like yeah. choosing to let your freak flag fly so you can find your people, you know? Yeah. But, but yeah. so, you know, when, when I think about, I mean, I would say you, to me, you were like goth-y, but you, you right. weren't like, because. Super goth. There, we didn't have any real goths, like, in the suburbs of Chicago. There weren't any. Well, you wore. That I knew. Well, you wore black, but you always had a lot of fat. Like, you were very fashionable. Like, you look cool. And then also, <laughs> the people that I'm, I'm always, like, so attracted to and are, like, my, you know, my best friends are people who are very, very sincere. And mm. that was always true with you, you know, like this, this oh. was, well, you mean, you just are who you are, you know? Um, oh. And you were a really, really good artist and, oh, thank and you. are still. Um, so uh, of course there was like mystery in you too, because you would wear like, you know, your oxblood 
<laughs> combat boots and your yeah. your fishnet stockings and a garter belt and cut off shorts and like but you you were like making it work for sure and I was wearing like my tie-dye leggings and like you know I hadn't had a shower <laughs> but I still was you know like I was probably like working off like a hangover you know so right um, I mean part of it part of it was seeing you know part of our like like our choices with fashion and stuff is like seeing you know the ideals of like the our like heroes and people that we thought were interesting and and I always thought you know I when I was in Texas in El Paso I saw my first like punk rock goth chick and she had that kind of style she was wearing like a vintage dress and she had like a kind of a like a little faux hawk and like a little like docks and and stuff and I just thought no one's gonna fuck with that chick yeah. No one is ever going to fuck with her. And that's sort of, it became like an armor for me. And like, of course, I want it to be a sexy armor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it was like, which is the kind of ridiculous. But yeah, it was like, I, it was like this attraction repel, repelling thing. Like, like, uh, you think I'm cute, but I will kick your ass. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's that, that also is, is very parallel to like the skid, um, wearing of like the, like the jean jacket and the, the battle gear is what Sean, right. or, or right. not Sean, uh, what Rob Gribben had said. Um, would you tell me quickly, or not, it doesn't have to be quickly, actually, you know, you wrote that really nice thing about your dad taking you to the alley yeah. to get you the things you need. Would you talk about that for a minute? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, that was um, a very, you know, a free thinker. I guess is what you would say. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's somebody who, who went to West Point and uh, was a platoon leader in Vietnam and then came back and, you know, had three kids and um, was, uh, but was very, very much taught us to like never be uh, a follower. He was, that was his big thing was like, you be an individual, think for yourself, don't follow other people, whatever you do. And I really took that to heart and I, when I was struggling, um, kind of find out who I was, who I was and, you know, moving towards this more artistic creative path. And he never commented or, or questioned what I wore or, or what I said. I mean, my mom was always like, didn't get it. Yeah. You know, she loved me, but she was like, you, you, when we're together, you have to dress a certain way. Like you, I will not be seen with you in public, but, um, uh, which is, says more about like her kind of, you know, conservative, value yeah but anyway so uh, when I was we moved around so many times and I was always this new girl and I was always sad because I didn't have any friends or you know I was always starting over again and um I really wanted there's a couple things I really wanted once when I was 14 I wanted um this leather jacket because that was like the thing everybody had this those old motor- motorcycle biker jackets yeah. and I wasn't like happy and I was sad whatever and you know he 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 came with me to this like head shop to get it. But when I was 16, I really wanted the, I really wanted those 16 whole oxblood doc Mar- Martins. I mean, they were like, for me, it was like, if I could have those, like my life would just be complete, like this total. Yeah. Blessed. And he, um, he knew that. And so one day he's like, let's go get them. And we drove and I was like, okay, hey, we got to go downtown to the alley, which was like the punk shop. Yeah. Uh, it was probably like, it was probably 1990 mm-hmm. and um we walked in I just remember walking in with him 
and there was like bongs everywhere and like all this sex fetish gear you know kind of place and everybody was like piercings and stuff and and at the time like I mean that shit was like did not see that and we and I and here I am like 16 years old like walking in with my dad right <laughs> like and he's like okay which ones do you want and there's a whole wall of them you know and um and they were really expensive they were like a hundred and they were maybe like a hundred dollars or something which is like so much money we definitely didn't have it and um he's like which ones do you want and I you know I just I put them on and I was like I think he just saw that I was so happy and he was you know when we were in there he was like what the hell kind of place he's like what is this place and I was like just just gotta go here like this is where we gotta go again yeah okay (laughs) and um yeah I mean he really never he was just kind of like he made a joke about it but he never was like he never um he really wanted to help me I think feel secure in who I was and like and he it was it actually wasn't even more very complex it's just this was something that was going to you know, make me feel happier. And he wanted to give that to me and, and he did. And, you know, it's just a sweet thing to do, I think for your, your teenage daughter. Yeah. Well, and I, when you wrote that paper or when you wrote that piece, had your dad passed away? Yeah, he had, um, he, yeah. I mean, uh, he was always doing things like that. You know, he bought me my, I still have them. Yeah. I still have a few of them. There was a, um, do you remember those Dr. Martin's um, inks? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's funny that. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the shoes, I did. I did it. The boots. I did but the, the thing with them. Yeah. 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 So we had those in school, I remember. And he bought like an entire set. Yeah. For me, you know, one birthday, one birthday or something. So he was always buying like the things that I think really help solidify my my identity and like my you know my creativity and my individualism and um you know that was a really beautiful thing about him um despite like all the hard things I think we went through because he had such a bad he just had such a hard illness and I don't know I mean yeah it was uh it was, it was, the, those were the, those are the, the wonderful things, you know, we would talk about philosophy together later on, you know, when I was in college and he was very religious and I always want to talk about Kierkegaard and I would always, I would always say it was a lie. You know? What did he want to talk about? He would talk, talk about Kierkegaard and the leap of faith, you know, that, you know, life was absurd and meaningless, but if you make this leap of faith, um, basically accepting that, you know, there's something greater than yourself. Yes uh that uh that is the way through the existential question of you know the, the pointlessness of living basically um which is a christian kind of you know the kierkegaard is a christian philosophy um that's his that's his his whole philosophy so yeah anyway that's cool yeah we yeah. i mean you're really painting a, a picture here and i can't get over how well spoken you are i know you're speaking you know off the cuff right now um <laughs> you know what i want to do mara is i'm not i'm not good at yeah. editing so i want to it's i want fine. to just make point it let me make like bullet point things and i'll tell uh, you no I, what i want to do is i want to end this recording and then i'm gonna we're okay. gonna we're gonna start another one so okay this is good. the end of part one with mara zupsich who is uh, an artist you can find her on instagram the same name mara yeah spell it name unmarried unmarried 
uh, <laughs> happily. Yeah. M A R A Z U P S I. Okay, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call you right back, okay? All right. Bye. Alrighty. Okay. Bye.